Welcome to a bonus episode of the podcast. I'm Haley Bloom-Peterson. Our Stories, Our Health is super lucky to have Dr. Hannah Lixon as a member of our board of directors. Hannah is a primary care physician in the Twin Cities, and we're going to be checking in with her in the coming weeks to give you updates about what is going on with coronavirus. So here's the conversation I had with her late last week. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Haley. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. So you are a little cooped up right now waiting for some test results. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm extra cooped up, <laughs> you might say. Yeah, no, I, I had a little bit of a fever and a sore throat. And because I am a frontline healthcare provider, I have to get tested and cleared before I'm able to return to work. So I am waiting as patiently as I can to hear back. I imagine that's pretty tough. Um, can you just give us a little overview about what's happening in your world right now? Absolutely. So my world is upside down. Uh, and we fortunately at my clinic have been anticipating the way we were going to need to shift our care. So normally my day to day is having patients come see me in clinic I generally see about 10 patients every half day, which is too many in my opinion, but that's a whole different conversation, as you know. Uh, And I don't do that anymore. So now it's safer for our patients to stay at home than to come to us at the doctor's office. So we have shifted in primary care from doing in-clinic visits to doing phone and video visits. Right now we're just doing phone visits, but we're all getting trained in to use video software so that we can kind of look at and talk face-to-face over a video chat with our patients when they need healthcare. So that is a huge change. I'm gonna be working in a completely different building because I'm also part of the team of doctors who will be seeing patients with respiratory symptoms in my system. And uh, right now we're not seeing a ton of patients who need that care, but we know they're going to be coming within the next couple weeks. So we are trying to get protocols in place so that we're able to care for everybody when, when they're sick with the coronavirus. What should people do if they're not feeling well right now? So I would call your normal doctor's office as the first step. Most of us in the metro area, if not throughout the state, have been developing or have developed protocols on how to triage patients, whether it's nursing advice or a phone visit or a telehealth visit or coming in. Uh, but the first step is just call your doctor's office and see, see what they want you to do uh, and go from there. That's very helpful. Governor Walls issued the stay home Minnesota order. So we are all supposed to be staying home and might be for quite a bit longer. Can you just tell us why it's so important that we stay home? Right now, staying separate from other people is the best thing anyone can do. Uh, That's really hard to do. And we are not built for that as people. We are built for connection. And so physically isolating ourselves is very hard, not just 
you know, because of the economic challenges it, it poses to so many of us, but also the the social and emotional challenges it, it brings. But what I what I think about and what I'm seeing already in other parts of the country is that when this virus spreads quickly to a lot of people at the same time, we do not have the capacity in our hospitals to care for everybody when they need that care. Mm -hmm. And so by keeping ourselves physically separated from each other, we slow down how quickly this virus spreads so that when the people who get sick enough to need a hospital are sick and need that hospital bed, there's a bed for them to have instead of everyone being sick at the same time and they're not being nearly enough. So you're home for a hopefully short quarantine period, but how are you staying connected to what's going on um, as you're away from your clinic, both in your clinic and in the rest of the country? Healthcare providers have come together using social media to communicate about approaches they're taking, sharing information, sharing data that normally would take years to spread through traditional academic journal pipelines. Uh, People are sharing their information and their successes and sometimes their failures in real time, which to me is very reassuring and allows me to stay connected even when I'm not in clinic. So I'm also in close contact via text message and email with my partners and my colleagues at work and with healthcare advocates with whom I work, including yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that allows me to stay busy and help uh, even when I can't be doing what I think of as my job and actually caring for my patients. That's honestly the hardest thing for me is not being able to be there for my patients if and when they're sick. Uh, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine it would be hard for any any caregiver, any doctor, nurse, health provider who is away or quarantined away. As you hear from your colleagues and other providers, you know, what seems to be their general feelings about the virus and how ready do they feel they are to handle it? Well, it really depends on where people are. Here in Minnesota, we are getting ready. Uh, We are getting ready for something that is potentially going to be very scary as far as uh, caring for people. And, And to be clear, it's not that we don't know how to care for people who are sick with viral pneumonia. This is not new. We know how to do this. We have excellent intensive care doctors and teams who are experts in caring for for patients who are sick as people with COVID-19 can become sick. What we're scared about is that we don't have the tools that we need to care for so many people with this type of illness all at once. And so Mm -hmm. that's what's scary. And so locally, people are getting ready, and I see people thinking outside the box and being very creative in the way that they're approaching approaching this. I see people preparing to separate from their families for weeks on end to protect them. Uh, I nationally am seeing people who are already facing an overwhelmed healthcare system in New York, the doctors who I have have access to are 
underwater already and they're scared and they're running out of PPE and, and we're seeing healthcare workers get sick. And so for us here, we, we see that happening and it's scary to think that we might be next. Can you tell us what PPE stands for? Absolutely. Personal protective equipment. So the masks that we wear, the gloves that we wear uh, that protect us from uh, getting coming in contact with any sort of virus or bacteria, uh, and then also protect us from spreading that to other patients who we might be caring for. Oh, hey, it looks like I got my test back. Let's see what the results show. Oh my gosh, live test results. I know. Let's see if I can access it online. Otherwise, I might have to log into my chart. I think I am locked out through that. Hold on, bear with me. You might hear me typing. Let's see, it's probably negative. They haven't called me, but who knows? That would make sense, I guess. Which would be great, because then I can go back to work tomorrow. My name is, that's me. I'm on the edge of my seat. Negative. All right. So good. Is every doctor and nurse I know who cares for patients right now, we all expect we're going to get this. This Mm -hmm. isn't, you know, 80% of the population at some point will likely get this and we will be some of the first. And, And we acknowledge that and we, accept that and there's really no avoiding it uh certainly having good masks and gloves helps us avoid it but but it's out there it's in the world and Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been surprised if it was positive and at some point I will have it and that's okay that's okay it's scary but but it's okay we're seeing a lot about face masks in the news and on social media what are you thinking about when it comes to PPE we should have all the protection available in the world, uh, but we don't. Uh, And that's a tragedy. You know, my mom recently told me as, as we were spending some time together before we had to not spend any time together anymore because of this and because of my risk of getting her sick, she said, I feel like you're going off to war or to a battle. And and I think a lot of people use that analogy right now that that we're going off to to fight this um, without the equipment that we need, without the protection we need, and we wouldn't send our soldiers off to battle without without what they send our soldiers off to battle without the gear and protection that they need. I anticipate I will lose a friend to this illness. I don't know who, but I anticipate someone I know will die. Well, Glaze is certainly a healthcare provider in Minnesota, well, because that's what we're seeing everywhere. And that's really sad and it's really scary. Well, we're going to be talking to you um, in the coming weeks to keep people updated on what's going on from the physician side of things. Um, But for this episode, especially, I do want to ask you our usual end of episode question, and that is, What are your hopes for our healthcare system? So one thing I'd like to see is that we rise to this occasion, that we show 
and live up to the standard that we should set for ourselves. I'd like us to come through this by strengthening our healthcare system and empowering the people who are putting the health and welfare of our neighbors and our communities first. And I hope that as we move through this pandemic and as this pandemic ends, which is going to be a very long time from now, uh, that our healthcare system is stronger because of it. We have, unfortunately, as a society, I think, gotten to a place where most of us don't necessarily trust the guidance that we hear from people who are experts, that we don't necessarily trust the people who are leading our government at any given time, that we don't necessarily trust the information that comes from our journalists, and that that is part of our problem right now. Um, I think that we need to trust our doctors and we need to trust our scientists and we need to trust um, experts who do have expertise and that we'll be able to move forward with a lot more unity if and when we're able to do that again. Hannah, thank you so much. I am so glad we got those test results and we can know that you are COVID free for now. For now, I'm just glad I get to go back to work because I, man, I love my children, but I love my job too. (laughs) (laughs) And we need you taking care of the wonderful people of Minnesota. You are so welcome. Take care of yourself, Bailey. We know it's hard to stay up to date on all that's happening around COVID-19, but we're here to make that a little bit easier. Our Stories, Our Health is committed to bringing you timely, science-based information through all of our information channels. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at OurHealthMN. That's O-U-R-H-E-A-L-T-H-M-N. Or head to our website for the latest stories and resources, OurStoriesOurHealth.org. We get through this together. Wash your hands, keep your distance, and we'll help to flatten the curve.